0: Aloha! This is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I interview John and Matthew Ewan, the Ewan Twins. I interviewed them during the Geek Craft Expo that was held this past weekend on October 12th and October 13th, 2019. Please note there is a slight technical glitch, but you know what, let's get started! Aloha guys! This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at the Craft Geek Expo, and I'm sitting in the booth of First Comics um, with John and Matthew Ewan. and John is sitting right next to me. John, welcome to the islands. Howdy, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) And I know your brother, Matthew, he's also kind of manning the booth, so he'll be popping in every so often. So just to give a heads up to our listeners now, I've heard about this um, expo about a week ago, I'm going to be honest, I didn't do too much um, research on this, um, so I, told, I gave John and Matthew a heads up that I'm going to be asking them a lot of stupid questions, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> No, I, I, I have a feeling your, your questions are going to be awesome. So. <laughs> okay. and, and it's going to be fun. The, the purpose of this is always to be fun
1: yeah.
0: and to promote your guys' work. That's, okay. that's amazing. Okay. So, John, usually I love to start off with Street cred. So, co- what was the first comic book that you read? Oh golly! Uh,
1: the first comic book uh, I read was uh, Daredevil. I can't remember which issue it was, um, but he fought Gladiator, and we were just like, "Oh wow!" You know, this is this is great. And then, what really got us seriously collecting was we bought a bunch of, you know, just I think it was like a Target or something like that. But we just bought a bunch of comics and. There was Fantastic Four, Secret Wars, uh, and Uncanny X Men in it. And we're like,
0: oh, wow, this mm-hmm. is awesome. We, we gotta get more. <laughs> and then, um, Matthew, what about you? What was your first comic that you read?
1: Uh, the first comic we said I read it was Daredevil.
0: Was um, it like Gladiator 1? No, 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 no. Um, it
1: was, uh, who was it? Who was the bad guy in that one? Because when we were kids, like, the, uh, the books wound up getting torn up so badly yeah. that oftentimes it was just like, oh, okay, maybe there's half of the Gladiator issue here and half of a Doctor game issue here, and you just never know. <laughs> so I, I couldn't say with any definitive, you know, answer what was my first comic book. It was probably parts of three or four.
0: Uh, so are you guys, like, Marvel fans, or, like, are you just both DC
1: Marvel uh, growing up, it was definitely Marvel, just okay. because um, the characters were a lot more relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these days, you know, honestly, any good story is a good story regardless of who publishes it. So, you know, if it's Marvel, it's Marvel. If it's DC, it's DC. If yeah. someone else, it's someone else. Okay.
0: And then what about you, Matthew? Marvel, DC, or independent Um,
1: All of the above. Um, we're really big fans of uh, 2000 AD uh-huh. and Judge Dredd Magazine. Um, anything that Matt Wagner does we have to read mm-hmm. Matt Wagner is a god yeah Matt oh. Wagner is awesome mm-hmm. um, and another uh, writer that we really love is uh, Anna Senti yeah really really good and it's good to see that she got back in the comics after mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, brief period
0: of absence which was far too long mm. so okay now since you said Matt Wagner is a god yeah because I'm going kind of off the cuff. So, have you guys met Matt Wagner? Yes, uh, we have
1: met Matt Wagner. Um, it was a few years ago at uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Now it's Phoenix Fan Fusion, and it was amazing because he was so nice. He was so great, and we were talking. We we're like, yeah, you know, we, we do comic books also, and you know, he, we just got to talk shop, and he gave us this. Really, really kind of like, you know, just a great bit of insight. And he was like, you know, how many issues have you done? And at that point, I think we had done maybe five or six issues. And he was like, okay, you're just now going to start, you just now know enough of your craft to, you know, he's like, I'm not trying to be mean or nothing, you know, you know enough of your craft to not be terrible at it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, and everyone's the same. You turn out 100, 120 pages, they're, they're, they're not going to be your best work. You're not going to look back on that with any fondness, but... Um, just, just, just great. And then I was like, I saw a, a quick sketch that he had done of Two-Face. And I was like, I, oh, we have to get this. We have to get this. Because yeah. it was black and white in gray tone, mm-hmm. but l- red highlights here and there, yeah. you know. And it was great, but I was, he was like, who do I make it out to? And I was like, well, you know, it's going to be for the both of us. So I was yeah. like, Matt and John. And he's like, okay. And so at the, along the very bottom, he writes to Matt... A in black, mm-hmm. and then N D John in red, and he signed his name mm-hmm. Matt, and then Wagner, and it was like Matt was black, mm-hmm. Wagner was red. And it was like, but right down mm-hmm. the, the bifurcation of you know Harvey Dent's face, yes. and it's like, okay, that's awesome. Like mm-hmm. you know, when he just even puts that much thought into his you know yes. his his message and his yeah. signature, it's like you're 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 amazing. You're awesome. yeah <laughs>
0: Now, before I continue, I just want to let the listeners know that um, John and Matt, you guys are twins, right? Yes, we are twins, yes. Ah, okay. Alright, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Alright, and then um, Matt, Matt, so, I'm sorry, you mentioned Anne Asenti. Have you met her? Have you guys met her at any of the conventions? Yes,
1: uh, we met Anne Asenti at um, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, she is an incredibly intelligent, talented, insightful writer. She's uh, best known for her editing work in uh, back in the day with uh, Uncanny X-Men Uncanny X-Men yeah. when Chris Claremont was writing mm-hmm. so like a lot of these really great stories that were done in X-Men mm-hmm. are her fault <laughs> um, but and then, then she, she had a great run on Daredevil yeah, yes she did uh, oh, yeah. yeah she did a great Great run on Daredevil, probably one of the best. Um, I actually like it better, mm-hmm. and I know this is heresy, but I know a lot of people will be mad. But I like it better than Frank Miller's. Mm-hmm. The John Romita Jr. Yes. art with her writing was just the best Daredevil I have ever read. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, now uh-huh. to be fair, yes, no one can yes. write Electra, yes. Uh-huh. Like
0: okay, so you're talking about and the um, and the senti. Oh no, Electro! Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so
1: Anna Senti did a great run in Daredevil with uh, John Romita Jr. Um, but when it comes to Frank Miller, uh, you can't beat Electro Assassin. That mm-hmm. that story is just friggin' amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and just for the record, we did meet Frank Miller. Oh, and yeah. that is a great story. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I want to hear the story. Okay. Then. Um, so yeah, we're, yeah. we're at San Diego Comic Con, and we have uh, some friends who are doing uh, promotion work for Warner Brothers. So there's this exclusive party, and it's, like, awesome. And all of a sudden, this man, who could only be Frank Miller, mm-hmm. walks in, and he is flanked by these enormous gorillas. No uh-huh. kidding. These guys are, like, 400 pounds of pure muscle, and next thick as fire hydrants. And you're like, oh, my God, but that's Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah. But those dudes are there to make sure he does not get bothered. Yeah. And so we're just hovering, because he's got, like, this little... Area, the sequestered area where he's going to have his private little mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And uh, we just wait. Mm-hmm. And we came to the realization that we could be the first person to ask for a picture with Frank Miller. Yes. Uh-huh. But you cannot be the second. Okay. And we wait until the bodyguards turn their backs, and boom, we're in there. We're like, oh, Mr. Miller, we are such huge mm-hmm. fans. And this is where my life flashes before my eyes because one of the gorillas comes over and he is ready to do some serious hurt Uh to me but then Frank Miller in the the most Frank Miller way possible Uh just shakes his head and he waves the guard off with a don't worry about it you know look on his face and it's like oh thank god take a picture and we get out of there (laughs) as we are running away before these guards can say I'm gonna take care of you when Mr. Miller's not looking yeah our theory was born out. Someone else came up and was like, oh, Mr. Miller. And before he could finish his sentence, the guy gets his face palmed by one of these bodyguards and just shoved away. And we're like,
0: damn, that was cool. <laughs> wow, that's, that is pretty cool. Wow. But you guys, you hit it at the right moment. You guys planned it right. Yep, we, we, uh, we've... Uh, we're we're lifetime
1: geeks, and so we're like, uh-huh. we've read every single caper you know book and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, we, we know how to how to time things. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> now I'm going to continue on because um I know we're going to talk about you guys comic book writing and um uh, drawing later, but also but you guys are also actors too. How did you guys get into the acting business? Okay, um we we owe it all to our we owe all of
1: our acting career to uh, a, a handful of people uh paramount amongst them is jody hill um he's a super talented funny but genuinely kind human being and i uh had the fortune of working with him before he hit it big and he just thought we were hilarious um we uh we are uh recreational shooters and so we had a, a silhouette a, a target silhouette with a large, face, like a large hole in the face and a large hole in the crotch. <laughs> and we brought it back to the office on a lark and someone else taped it up with this big handwritten note, who wants to fight the Ewans? Well, if you know anything about Jody Hill, you know that he is, I think, a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo. And he's like, I'll fight you. And we're like, oh, the hell you will. <laughs> Even if you gave us a gun in that situation, we're still just doomed. So we're like, no, 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 no. But that moment, I guess, stuck in his head because he thought it was just hilarious to have, like, these weird little, you know, gun nuts. And, you know, but he's a good friend of ours. But when he hit it big and he got a contract, he's like, I wrote roles for you guys. And we're like, you are kidding me. And that was Observe and Report. And we played gun nut security guards now one of our jobs right out of college was security guards so thankfully for for us there was no acting involved you know because otherwise we're just like oh my god what do we do mm-hmm. um but the other people that we owe this to are the producers of observe and report okay. because they could have in a second said nope yeah. we're hiring real actors mm-hmm. and it was uh andrew haas and Donald DeLine. again. Everyone hears about Hollywood producers. You say Hollywood producer and your mind is filled with images of like entourage and every sort of douchey, crappy individual with no redeeming qualities. No. These two are kind, decent, hardworking human beings. Now, they do have to make money for people. That's their job, right? But they do it in the most awesome way possible and they're really great people. We're still friends with them today. Um and then after that, after that movie came out, um our manager uh Robin Holt, she came along and she and uh Priya Satiani sort of shepherded us through everything and so now we've gotten to a point where we walk in and we're not complete on notes oh, you know good, and yeah. so casting directors look at it, and sometimes casting directors ask for us so we're like oh, nice. okay oh, this is God. this is working out so yeah that's how we got started it got started because right place right time Yeah. you yeah. know I, I will you know praise be to God mm-hmm. I will not say that it was hard work on my part yeah. or John's part wow.
0: but you know
1: God gave us an opportunity and we took it
0: yeah oh yes That's great. And then, just for some of our listeners, um, because I know we talked before the interview that you guys were on um, Rules of Engagement. Um, What other shows have you guys been on? Um, We've been on... So, Rules of
1: Engagement was uh, one of them. We've also been on Arrested Development. We had a recurring role on that. We had a recurring role on uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We have also... uh, John was in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that was a lot of fun. And again... That show was... Everyone on that was just so great. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome people. Um, We've also been on... uh, God, what was it? Uh, There's been a bunch of pilots. I've been on CSI. Mm -hmm. And we were both on uh, Raising Hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And our our Raising Hope uh, appearance was hilarious because it wasn't supposed to be twins. Oh. But the way they'd written the scene... The scene was one of the characters is getting electroshock therapy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And a doctor comes in and is like, okay, I'll be right back with your forms. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. And then another doctor comes in and is like, okay, let's get started. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then the first doctor walks in. We have an argument. And it was supposed to be two different people. But yeah. I just sort of suggested I was like, it might be funnier for twins. Yeah. And again, yeah. casting directors, God bless them. Give them their own... Academy Award category uh-huh. because casting directors and stunt people, they deserve it. But the casting director said, "I'll run it by the producers." Yeah, she ran it by them, and they're like, "Let's go for it." You got you got twins. Let's use twins.
0: <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. And also, too, you guys, not um, because I stopped reading the um, on the website that you guys are also part of. I would say the Marvel TV universe, correct?
1: Um, that is correct. We are. Um, we actually signed an NDA. We cannot say anything about oh, it. So any of the news that got out um, was not through us. I don't know how, because we actually didn't mention it to anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But you, oh, yeah. I know you can't say much, but oh, my God.
1: Yeah, um, but but that was one of those situations where the um, casting director requested us. Yeah, um, okay. We auditioned, and thank thank goodness, because it's always embarrassing when a casting director says... Oh, I think these guys would be great for it, and then we're not. Mm-hmm. That's just embarrassing, and you feel like you let somebody down. And I know a lot of actors take a lot of criticism personally, and and you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just a, a one way ticket to uh, to self destruction. Mm-hmm. But when when we are requested, yeah. and we don't nail it, mm-hmm. then yeah, that that is a
0: personal <laughs> failure. <laughs> Um, do we need to take a little break right now so you can help? Oh, we're good. No, we're good? Okay, all right. She's so, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Okay. Um yeah, because I'm I'm now don't say anything about your guys' roles or anything because when I saw Marvel's agents of shield, I kept thinking back from I think season two when I think they had the life decoy mod with I think Pat Oswald where you know, he one he dies and then there's another guy. I thought you guys had already been in Mar- um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. already, but no, right?
1: No, 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 no. Um, no, um, we, we had not been. Um, we, we've auditioned many times for Marvel stuff, but okay. no, that, that was
0: one. one. Okay. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to get into um, comics. You and your brother, so Matt, you and your brother John um, are writing and drawing comics, um, Correct? Uh, that, that is correct. So we have uh,
1: co-created uh, four titles, and we have co-written all of them, and John has taken the art duties on three. Okay. I, I only draw one, um, but I do all of the coloring, the lettering, and the typesetting mm-hmm. for all of them. So um, the first one was our self-published Declan and Chang, mm-hmm. and John, was, John is just... Um, in my summations of things a superior artist to me I, I am very methodical I take a lot of time I'm not uh, as uh, trying to look I'm not I'm not as improvisational as he is he okay. can take a script and whereas I will sit there and say okay the script tells me they're standing in a room that's five by eight or whatever mm-hmm. I need very exacting details John can just take it and mm-hmm. like you know jazz improv he can just run with it yeah. and it's great so He was a natural choice for our first book. And it worked out great because out of the uh, six issues, um, that's what gave us the notice or gave us the ability to turn to our publisher Mm -hmm. and say, we've done books before. Um, And from issue one to issue six, you see improvement in the art. Mm -hmm. uh, And so. That was our first one, and we went from there to serving soups. Um, and serving soups is our uh, workplace comedy about process servers who only serve court documents to deadbeat superheroes and supervillains. <laughs> and that arose because uh, Steve Stern, the creator of Zen Intergalactic Ninja, was like, "I need to. I need something to you know propose to Ken. You know that that we can all work on."
0: And I'm gonna say this is and this is Ken.
1: Uh, Ken okay. Levin, executive producer of The Boys, mm-hmm. Preacher, and uh, Quarry.
0: And also, to, if I remember correctly, the founder of He is First the founder Comics. of First oh, Comics. He
1: is the editor-in-chief okay. and the publisher. Um, he is a great guy to work for. Um, and Steve was like, we need mm-hmm. uh, a book with you two in it because mm-hmm. you guys are actors and it's just a no-brainer. And so... Hit, Steve's initial idea was that we would be superheroes because it needed to be superheroes and us. Okay. <laughs> and instantly, John and I are like, we are w- not that cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We cannot be superheroes. And he's like, well, okay. Well, then how about your bounty hunters hunting superheroes? So we're like, we are going in the wrong direction. <laughs> that is, that's cooler than superheroes. Uh-huh. So we can't do that. <laughs> and so we decided what who who, do, who does everyone despise. Mm-hmm process servers no one <laughs> likes to get sued and it it's it sets itself up for comedy you know you got someone who wants to sue a superhero how are they going to react it's not going to be heroic and so that's what we did and serving soups is actually it's more of a uh, workplace comedy because okay. i you know funny enough we're talking about the boys there, there's better deconstructions of superheroes out there No. Yeah. And so between the boys, martial law mm-hmm. and watchmen, we did not need or want to enter that arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we said, let's just make it a workplace comedy. So if you liked like wings mm-hmm. yeah. or yeah. news radio, mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, or if you liked how everyone in uh Seinfeld was just a horrible human being, <laughs> that's serving soups, you know? Um because they're all terrible people mm-hmm. and they, they do a bad job and they do it badly. Mm-hmm. Um and then from there we went to Inspector Oh, which is just sort of indulging our love of Chinese mythology and culture okay. and addressing the absolute void of anything Chinese in the comic book arena yeah. outside of, like, you know, the occasional mention of the Monkey King and Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to that. That's yeah. like saying the only European literature out there is King Arthur. It's like, <laughs> damn you people. Um But the one, the latest series that we're working on, and the one that we are proudest of, I would have to say is Love Town. It is a supernatural noir story set in the fictional city of Los Amores, a.k.a. Love Town, where magic is a thing. Um, It exists, but it's not Harry Potter magic. It is like a performance enhancing drug. You use it, it will kill you. But for a while, you're awesome, Mm -hmm. but you're going to die. And young and ugly. And the magical disease running through Mm -hmm. the world is just an infection that will either turn you Mm -hmm. into a werewolf, Mm -hmm. a vampire, or a ghoul. Uh In all three cases, you've Mm -hmm. got certain uh, advantages. You're stronger, you're Uh faster, um, but you're also an infected freak. Mm -hmm. So they form sort of this weird, useful underclass uh-huh. and nobody wants to deal with them but if you're a cop or a gangster or mm-hmm. a union you know strike breaker they're handy mm-hmm. and so um, the main character is Detective Ali Saxon she is the only vampire on the police force her captain is the only black captain on the police force uh-huh. and where she still has some of her idealism mm-hmm. intact yeah. her captain has none. He knows how the game is played. He plays it well and he plays to win. Mm-hmm. So she's stuck between living up to the ideals of law and justice, being a police officer. As she puts it, she just wants to be a cop. Mm-hmm. And to her, a cop is a shining beacon in this cesspool of Lovetown. Mm-hmm. And to her captain, it's like, yeah you can we do only want to hurt the bad guys. Uh-huh. But dotting your eyes and crossing your T's is not always mandatory. So, you know, it's a it's a very shadowy world that she's entered and being a vampire does not make anything easier. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and then the you know, these comics um, you know, um serving soups um, you know, and your the other titles that you mentioned. Um um, it's being published. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, is it being published through First? Yeah, um, all three titles are being published through oh. First
1: Comics. Um, and so um, recently, uh, First Comics dissolved its uh, sort of partnership, or uh, I guess, yeah, I guess that's what you'd call it. Okay. Um, not, not the legal f- meaning of the phrase partnership, the vernacular, uh, with Devil's Do. And it's on, uh, on its own again. Yeah uh... which is great uh... first has been around since the eighties and was i believe the first publisher to grant creators rights to their stuff Um, and it's amazing because you know you take a look at it and even to this day other publishers will sit there and say oh i need fifty one percent controlling interest in this in order to represent it to hollywood no no they don't Mm -hmm. you know you can you can grant them rights to do that Without giving away all of your IP, you know, rights, and it's funny because uh, first is going to be or Ken uh, Levin is going to be producing Grimjack with the Russo brothers, and okay, so they made a billion dollars for Marvel, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of a big noise, yeah. <laughs> and you take a look at that, and because of that, the creator of Grimjack, who wrote a an indie book. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, is now going to have a pretty good slice of pie, you know? And again, it's because Ken is a stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. And he firmly believes in creator's rights and is just, like, unfortunately, still an anomaly when it comes to that. (laughs)
0: All right, and then now I'm going to be talking to John, right? So, John, how did you and your brother break into comics? How did you guys, like, start... (laughs) Because... um, Now, correct me wrong. The first self-publishing one was Declan and And Chan. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay, so... um, How we broke into comics is... The short version is... We broke into comics because we broke into acting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, when we uh, were first... Uh we we it's it's a bit of an involved story, but we first began publishing our creator our own self-published book, Declan and Chang, because we have a friend, Jared Sams, who is immensely talented. And one day uh, we saw him and he was working on a book and you know, his 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 own comic book, and we jokingly told him, Hey, you know, you need more TNA because that is yeah. the, you know, that's what everyone says. And it's kind of like, you know, it's it's such a stereotypical thing to say that we just yeah. thought was funny. And he tells us, you want it, you do it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And we're like, you know, he's like, you should make your own comic book. And we're like, look, we, we, we can't, you know, we, we don't have the time. We don't have the discipline. And he's like, okay, that's, that's I'm going to call bullshit on that. Uh-huh. You guys, I see your little sketches, your little doodles. He's mm-hmm. like, you, you can draw.
0: yeah
1: And he's like, as far as everything else, mm-hmm. look. And this is the amazing part. He did not know how to draw. Uh huh. And he, at the time, was like, I can't afford an artist. Mm-hmm. So he taught himself how to draw. to So he could make a comic book. Because uh-huh. you want to make a comic book that badly. Yeah. It's like, so if that's what I do, yeah. you guys got no excuse. We're like, gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you got us there. So yeah. um, we were turning out Declan and Chang. Uh, it was a six issue uh, limited series. And one day, Steve Stern, the creator of Zen Intergalactic Ninja, walked into our store. Now, at the time, we we owned a comic book store.
0: Uh, Oh, I want to touch about that. Okay, okay. continue, continue. Um,
1: But uh, he was like, oh, wait a minute. Don't I know you guys? He recognized us from Observe and Report. Uh And he saw that we had these art tables up. He's like, what are those for? We're like, well, when we're not helping customers, we draw comic books. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I didn't know you drew. And we're like, yeah, we draw, we write. And he was like, my, my publisher would love... You know, it's, it's a no-brainer. Uh-huh. It's a no-brainer. You guys got to do a comic book for my publisher. Mm-hmm. And so when we met uh, Ken F. Levin, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, this is great. But we're like, look, Declan and Chang, you know, no, no you know, I, I love it. It's very dear to us, yes. but mm-hmm. it's it's also very rough. It's, it's very unpolished. And we're like, look, we'll get you something better. And so we came up with the idea Steve was like well you know you know we're talking with Steve and Steve's like well how's about you guys as superheroes and we're like no we're not we're, we're, we are not that cool <laughs> and so Steve was like okay okay um, how's about you hunt superheroes So are like wrong direction dude we said we're not cool you made th- that's even cooler than being a superhero and this is
0: the one you're talking about serving, serving soups, soups. Oh, okay, yeah sorry.
1: Okay. and uh, so eventually Matt was like you know what uh Nobody likes process servers. Uh-huh. They're, you they're, know, they're, 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 no one ever says, yay, process servers, you know. <laughs> it's not like firemen or paramedics, you know. No one's ever happy to see them. So we're, Matt's like, process servers. So we're process servers. We serve deadbeat superheroes <laughs> and supervillains. And so that's how Serving Soups came about. Um, and so that's, that's how we broke in. And then uh, the next one we had come up was Inspector O uh-huh. uh, because Matt had a long sort of like you know simmering idea about something like that and he we drew a I think I think it's eight page an eight page story Uh Uh, I colored it by hand because at the time Matt had a bunch of other stuff to take care of on the computer so it's like I'll just do it by hand and we showed it to, to Ken and he was like yeah let's do it so we're like okay cool so that was two and then the third one we showed him was Love Town and that one I think I only had like five pages done Okay. And but he was like, "Yeah, so how, you know, when when is this coming out?" And mm-hmm. we're like, "Okay, great, you know, because he he loved the idea and yeah. we've been fortunate enough so far, you know, hey, knock on wood, mm-hmm. that um, he's been very very supportive of us. And I mean, we we've we found yeah. you know, it, you know, the, the as with anything, you know, you find that situation or that person or that job that fits you. Yes. And we were really so so lucky to find mm-hmm. ken you know and steve because yeah. they you know he, as an editor as a publisher he he gets where we're coming from mm-hmm. and it's it's it could not be could not be better
0: <laughs> um let's see Declan and chang i want to go back what's this now i i'm sorry um what's the story behind? um what's the story what's the story on Declan and chang what's it about and if people are interested where can we you know where can we get this? is it still in print?
1: Okay so um, so Declan and Chang was spawned uh, Matt and I played role playing games uh, the pen and paper like you know D&D uh-huh. but th- it was one set in the future called Mech Warrior and so we had a campaign going with our friends it lasted I want to say for about 12 years but we just you know you make a bunch of characters and so when we first came up with Declan and Chang we're like just based them off of our RPG characters. We already had a whole host of villains Uh supporting characters, a setting. Uh You know, we we changed the setting so it didn't didn't violate anyone's IP, but, you know, the characters are ours. You know, we didn't take anything out of anyone. And so, but our friends' characters, you know, they make it in there. And so the uh, short version is, as uh, one of our friends called it, Tango and Cash Meet the Terminator. Um, oh,
0: I love that! It is about
1: <laughs> uh, two two cyborg mercenaries, yeah. uh, the titular uh, you know Declan and Chang. Yeah, and they are hired to take on a corrupt police precinct on uh-huh. the planet of New Paris. Well, they wind up running afoul of the planetary overlord uh, Doc Awesome, and all hell breaks loose because these are two really, really gnarly badasses going up against a psychotic super genius you know mad scientist okay. and so six issues of that and they managed to blow up like half the planet <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is n- not in print per se we still have plenty of copies okay. it can be uh, gotten whenever
0: we make a convention appearance oh okay yeah. alright yeah. okay. also too I want to touch upon you mentioned you guys do you guys still have that comic book store no.
1: Uh, we no longer... We, we, we used to have a comic book yes. store. Um, we no longer have it, uh, ironically enough, because uh, we ran it, I want to say, for about four years, okay. five years. Um, it, it, was, it was great, because you get to meet people, yeah. and they're, they're, they're so great. And, like, the one thing I never expected to meet were parents who are encouraging their kids to read comic books. Okay. But it's, as many people have said, I, I believe... Um, I can't remember who originated this quote, but they were like, comic books are the gateway drugs to literacy. And it's true. um, Because you, you, but we we met so many parents who were very supportive of their kids. We met so many kids who were like, I want to make comic books. And we're talking nine, 10, 11, and they're, they're going all at it. They're asking, you know, technical questions like, you know, how, how do I get it printed? You know, what, what? What you know? Do I need a certain type of this? Do I need a certain type of paper, pens, stuff yeah. like that? And uh, yeah they—they. They, I mean, but to, to to see that sort of like you know that that sense of wonderment, you know, is sparked by like you know when a kid opens up their first comic book, which yeah. is amazing and. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, the second part that I loved about it was meeting independent creators—the people who are like, you know, sitting there, they're publishing their own books, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I I don't care if it's printed out on Xerox paper mm-hmm. at a local Kinko's or they, you know, they they're like, oh no no I got it you know Mando Offset and it's great. Uh-huh. I just love seeing those people because they would come in with these books and they're like nothing else you've seen, mm-hmm. and a lot of them we we couldn't keep in stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one of them, uh, our, our uh, friend's brother, uh, uh, Turner Lange, uh, our, our friend Ted, uh, he, he, they, they, Ted and Turner both turn out these great comic books, mm-hmm. but um, Turner had a book called uh, The Adventures of Wally Fresh.
0: Okay.
1: And we're talking, he turned out 12, 13, 14 issues, okay. had two trade paperbacks, and at one point we we're like, okay, um, we need three more copies of Trade Paperback volume one two more of number two mm-hmm. all this stuff and he was like guys I don't have any more mm-hmm. and we're like we'll print more we'll buy them from you you know and he was like okay and I mean but but stuff like that just you know it, it was great to see that sort of stuff like just mm-hmm. sell like crazy uh-huh. um, and but unfortunately you know our, our commitments to both acting mm-hmm. and then ironically enough when uh, first picked us up mm-hmm it got too much and so we were like we can't run a store I mean like anyone who works who, who owns their own store will know it is not a 9 to 5 it is a 24-7 mm-hmm, yeah. and like there's only, you know even though there's two of us yeah. there is darn enough hours in the day there are yeah. enough days in the week and so we had to uh, you know we, we uh, sold the rest of our, our share to our partner and uh, yeah so we, we, we are no longer in the business of selling comic books we, we now make them and then in addition to
0: our acting um, is that comic book store still around? Uh, no, no.
1: Uh, the, the store is no longer... The store sh- closed, I want to say, about maybe two, three years ago. What um, was uh, the name of the store? Why was it? The store's name was Cool Caps Comics and Cards. It was on West Pico in L.A. Okay. Uh, and it was it was great, but um, it was around the time that Marvel and DC both were kind of flooding the stands with uh, like a ton of titles. Yeah. And... You know, it, it gets it, it gets really really hard. You know, it was almost like a mini late '90s when you know the the po- you know post image founding crash happened. Yeah. Um, the two thousands were a little bit like that. So you know, the market's recovering a little bit, thanks in no small part to the movies, which are which are great. Yeah. But even then, uh, you know, it the you know one bad week is all you know, a lot of times what can sink a store.
0: Um, I know you guys are, you know, writing and drawing you guys own comics. Uh, I'm just asking, did you guys get, have any training or, you know, um, did you guys take any classes in college? Or- um, actually,
1: no, we did not. We are, uh, largely self-taught. You know, a lot of times yeah. we, uh, you know, we bought books to, like, you know, study anatomy, uh, you know, of course watch, you know, YouTube videos on, yeah. like, the, some of the more technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we did not take any classes, um... On the one hand, I wish that we had, because then we might have been able to maybe jump all, you know, leapfrog all the mistakes that we made early on. Uh, But then on the other hand, I'm kind of happy that we didn't, because, you know, sometimes bad habits in drawing can turn into a good style once Mm -hmm. you overcome like certain, once you learn certain basics. And Mm so a lot of times I know I mean it hasn't happened to us but I know that a lot of the less open minded art teachers will just basically try to pound a style into you rather than foster your own you know I mean and I'm not saying you know going in school you know through school you know when we were like you know elementary and high school we have some great art teachers but you know I've heard some pretty bad stories about people saying no you need to draw more like this it's like I, that's not my style yeah. so um we, we we are mostly self-taught. A lot of it, uh, a lot of our education comes comes from just turning them out. So, we look back on a lot of our early work. We're like, oh, <laughs> god,
0: why was, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, um, the thing I wanted to ask next is like, um, like, um, comic book conventions. Have, um, are you guys are you guys doing the comic book convention circuits and stuff? Uh, yeah, uh, comic book
1: conventions, we love to death. Uh, we typically start every year, we're mainly cent- centered around, like, you know, LA, uh, we go to LA, Las Vegas, Phoenix, stuff like that, um, we try to hit as many conventions as we can, as, as, as time will allow, uh, just because it's a lot, it's a lot nicer to, like, you know, meet people who are enthusiastically who want to be there, um, that's why we love, like, a lot of the, you know, uh, more local conventions, uh. Geekcraft here is you know in Honolulu has been amazing. Like Mm -hmm. this enthusiasm has been great. Uh, I I I cannot say enough good things about this this one. This Mm -hmm. this this one's just been awesome. Um, There's another good one that we go to in Yuma. Uh, You know it's a it's a small little con, but everyone there is like just so excited and happy to be there. You know you you meet some real fans. fans. What's the Uh, name of that one? uh, The one in Yuma is called Yumacon. It 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 typically happens in uh, October, early October. Um we go to uh, a bunch of conventions in Las Vegas. There there are a bunch there. Amazing Vegas Amazing Las Vegas Comic-Con.
0: Oh, so you guys know what Jim and Jay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. Um and then uh Level Up, Level Up Expo
0: okay.
1: is a really really good one. Uh Yeah, so but yeah, we just uh we try to hit whatever ones we are the one that Matt and I go to Uh, All the time uh, is Phoenix Fan Fusion now. In in Phoenix it's in May. Uh, That one is just, has been, always been really good to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the fans are really great. And then of course San Diego.
0: San Diego, but that's, that is a mosh pit of fandom. (laughs) (laughs) Now the comics that you talk about like let's say serving soups and stuff like that I'm just asking and you can say, nope, I can't say anything or "Ah, we haven't heard. Any of them have any of them been optioned for TV series, movies, YouTube series <laughs> nowadays? <laughs> um, so,
1: in, in regards to serving soups um, and and most of our books, uh, we have had people look at it. Um, Matt and I are not exactly sure where the where the interest is at right now. So it's like I'm not being coy. I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be. I, I'm not. And I'm certainly not saying, "Hey, we signed an NDA. We can't say anything." Um, no. Um, Honestly, we tend not to, you know, say anything has happened until we sign on the dotted line. And at this point, we don't know how far or close that dotted line is. and might, you know, for all we know, it's, you know, spitting close. Uh-huh. It might be as far as the horizon yeah. at this point. But uh, there has been interest in it, uh, in okay. Inspector O and Serving Soups. Uh, Love Town just wrapped. Uh, we'll probably be taking that out pretty uh-huh. soon.
0: But, uh, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um... Do you guys have any other comic book projects that you guys can talk about now? Oh, yeah. You know, anything? Yeah. Yeah. um, Okay, so uh, upcoming comic book projects, we definitely have more Serving
1: Soups, more Inspector O. Um, I am currently writing the second story arc to Lovetown. So those all three are uh, continuing. Uh, Ken has definitely expressed an interest in more Declan and Chang. So we're like, okay, so the next installment of that. we're still kind of wrestling with a story because you know we enjoyed the first one so much we don't yeah. want to like you know yeah, I, yeah. we don't have to want to have that sophomore slump yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that but that uh, is definitely in the future and then uh, just honestly you know whatever kind of bubbles out of our minds you know but uh, but the ones we have out now serving soups inspector o, Love Town they're all definitely continuing and then uh, Declan and Chang will be back
0: all right John I'm going to start wrapping this up so the thing i wanted to ask is um the next time you and your brother do you guys have any um acting gigs or tv shows or movies coming up that we should keep an eye out for you guys uh so
1: we do have a couple things coming up that that actually we cannot disclose Mm -hmm. we did sign an nda on it um but summer next year tv network television that's all i can say um but uh Ironically enough, most of the times whenever a project occurs, we have about, at most, a week or two heads up. Because okay. uh, a lot of times our manager will call and say, hey, you have an audition. You know, on Thursday, Thursday we go to all the audition and then we hear about it Friday. Mm-hmm. And then they say, next week, yeah. show up on set. Yeah. So um, a lot of times it's, uh, you know, the timing, like mm-hmm. right now, nothing. For all I know, in a week or two, it's yeah. like, no, you got three things lined up. Yeah. So, um, I wish we could be more specific. Oh,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> that, that's fine. That's
1: understandable. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but but yeah, that, that is actually how a lot of that happens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, yeah no, the, otherwise, but,
0: you know, we keep busy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, and I'm just asking again, is there any show or, um, I know the Marvel movies are still coming out. Are there any TV shows or any Marvel movies that you guys are kind of hoping that you guys would get a call from or appear on? <laughs> uh, the answer to that is
1: all of them. I would love to be in any of them. Okay. I mean, like, and it's not not only because Matt and I are dyed-in-the-wool geeks. We are. We we, we are we are lifelong fans. Uh-huh. Um, but also, like, you just watch those movies and you're like. Wow, uh-huh. those are good. Yeah. You know, it's like I can't sit. I cannot think of a bad, you know, Marvel movie yeah. that has you know. I you know none of them. You know, uh, they, they've they've all been they've all got like a real set of talent behind them. Yes. You know, from the writing yeah. down to you know down to the grip. You know, I mean down to the folks. You know, building the sets. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. they, they, yeah. you know they have done. An amazing job. So if they signed up there and said, "Hey, yeah. we want you for Black Panther, you know, Part Two, yeah. or you know, or Thor or Part Five, or, yeah. or whatever," yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I'd be janitor number four yeah. in in that. You know, it's like I, I would do anything. It's yeah. like you know, it's, it's it's yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I would geek out. I would yeah. geek out and have yeah. a, have a stroke probably, but oh, it'd be God. awesome.
0: <laughs> I could see that Black Panther Two. You're that janitor. You're like staying in the background. <laughs> Ryan Coolidge goes um hey um John um no let let's stop no come on just just you're just sweeping keep going oh <laughs> okay <laughs> right something like that right you just hang around I, I, I'd looking, hey! and would be like hey you're waving <laughs> and they'd be like okay yeah you're you're, you're you are so fired <laughs> <laughs> or or i and and like i said i'm just joking around with this i'm not you know i'm not Causing any rumors or stirring up any rumors, <laughs> but I can just see you go. Hey, Randall Park. Um. Hey. Um. You're gonna be in Wandavision. Um. Don't you have twin brothers? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't um doesn't Johnny Wu have twin brothers? <laughs> <laughs> um, or, you know Um. You
1: or or uh, what is uh, Scarlet Witch herself was a twin. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but yeah, no, I mean anything. You know. Um. But yeah, no, it's like I they they have done such an amazing job and, and, and that you know, not 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 to get too controversial, but that's why when people sit there and say, you know, oh, it's fluff, it's popcorn, it's like, no, you know, I, I think that the people who who act in it, who write it, who are part of it really care. Yes. They they really do. Yeah. And do. you know, it, it's it's one thing entirely to let's say make um I don't know. I mean I because because honestly I now that Matt and I have, you know, been in, you know, seeing how movies work, and we, we've been PAs before, you know, we did craft services and we did all sorts of stuff, um, knowing how they come together, yeah. I have a really hard time insulting anyone's efforts, you uh-huh. know, I mean, like, when people sit there and say, oh, this actor is just, you know, phoning it in, okay. you don't know what, 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 you know, You the director may have sat there and said, that's what I want, that's mm-hmm. what you're giving me, yeah. you know, the the actor may not have felt the role, the lines, whatever, you know, and so we have a hard time mm-hmm. uh, you know, harshing on anyone like that, but then when we see the Marvel movies, we're like, no, you know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. you know, they're 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 not just, you know, entertainment. Yeah. It's like it's it's a phenomenon that a lot of people worked really hard on and I yeah, I mean I I've loved them all and I can't I, I, I don't comprehend the people who like kind
0: of dismiss them. So, I'm sorry, John. I know I'm kind of trying to say wrapped, I'm wrapping this up, but <laughs> oh my God, you and your brother have this rich history of, I mean, because I'm kind of going, okay, because when I saw you guys, you know, info about like comic book writer, you know, actors, but now you're telling me you guys used to own a comic book store, you guys used to be a PA, and please explain to... Me and the listeners, what what is a PA on the set? Okay, so a PA is going to be, is a production
1: assistant, okay. and a PA is basically do this, do it yesterday. Um, uh, yeah. So if you know they need you to help wardrobe, pick up something, and, and, and you know it'll be by department typically, but a lot of times it's just like I need you to go get this, I need you to go do that, so forth. Uh, um, Depending on how large the the budget of the movie is, PAs will work under various departments. But smaller indie films, it's go get lunch and then come back and grab wardrobe. And then after that, help build me a set. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then – so we did that. Uh, Matt was a boom operator on on a movie – Not very good at it.
0: (laughs) No, the boom
1: is the the holding up the microphone. Yeah, and so it's like you know you're you're holding a microphone on the end of like a 20 foot pole, and (laughs) it requires a lot of upper body strength, and we were no good at it. But we were warm. Matt was a warm body, and he got the job. So, uh, but we did that Uh, before we went out to L.A. We uh, we were we worked at the Austin Film Festival and the uh, screenwriting uh, conference, which. To anyone out there who has, you know, hopes of breaking in for writing, the Austin Film Festival uh, and Heart of Screen, uh, Heart of Film Screenwriting Conference has some really, really, it has a really great formula out there. Your scripts are actually read by professionals. We're talking like agents, managers, you know, okay. um, literary reps, oh. stuff like that. You know, so it's not a, a fly by night. I think they're in their 20th year or close to 20. I mean, they, okay. they've been there a while now. So for any aspiring screenwriter, it's a great place to network and it's a great place to get your work seen. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm just like, I'm, like I said, this is incredible. How long have you guys. How, and I know this is one of the questions, stupid questions that I should ask How long have you guys been in show business, along with the PA stuff and acting? Uh, we've been in the uh, acting. We've been acting for ten years now. Uh,
1: our first job was in two thousand eight with a reserve from Report. It uh, filmed in two thousand eight. was released in two thousand nine. Uh, but prior to that, I want to say so we've been in active in the film industry for probably about. 14, 15 years? Yeah, yeah. Um, We've been post-production in uh, reality TV. Uh, We've been PAs on small indie films. We've acted,
0: we've written, you know, all sorts of stuff. Now, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, and I'm not trying to look for any dirt, (laughs) but I'm going to ask, so, top of your head, like, you know, who was, like, one of the best actors you worked with or got along with, or he was just such a nice guy, or she was such... You know oh. that you always say hi, or they say hi to you, no matter who you were. Shit. Um, you know, uh, how much time have you got? I got because I got plenty of okay, time. okay. Got plenty of time. Because
1: um, the number, the number of great people we have come across has just been. I you know, off the top of my head, Anna Ferris is a, amazing. She's great. Um, yeah. oh, she she's she is such a sweetheart. Yeah. Like when the uh, premiere of Observer Report occurred at South by Southwest, okay. we're on stage. They introduce everyone, yay! And you know everyone's asking Seth Rogen questions, Michael Pena questions, yeah. you know, uh, Anna Ferris questions, and she takes time out. She's like, okay, now now hold on a minute, guys. I had the best on on set. I had the best conversation with these two guys. So you're gonna to want to ask them questions because John and Matt, we were just waiting for a scene to you know to start shooting, and they had like this insane zombie apocalypse survival plan. And you guys <laughs> gotta hear it. It's like, but she totally you know turned you know gave us this monster intro and like turned turned all the attention over to us. And it's like, she didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, she, but yeah. she she was like you know amazing. Um. Seth Rogen's a great guy. Like, yeah. Michael Pena is the... I I cannot say enough good about him. He is just a really, really cool guy. Um, Jesse Plemons, he's a really... I mean, like, God, that... If there was a capital A actor, uh-huh. Jesse Plemons. I mean, like, and that's not to say that no one else that we met is not an actor, but, I mean, he, you know, he's an actor. Um, God, um, you know, uh... Vernon Wells who was Oh my
0: god, yes, I know who Vernon Wells. Vernon okay. Wells
1: Vernon Wells for those of you who don't know played Wes in The Road Warrior. He was Bennett in Commando. And one of our friends, Stuart Gordon, who is the director of oh Reanimator, yeah, yeah, he he was like, "Hey guys, I know you guys are big fans of Vernon's, uh, so but I, I produced a movie he's in it. And, you know, you want to attend the premiere." And we're like, "Yeah." Yeah. Heck yeah! So we, we go there and we're like, you know, we're gonna be cool. We're not we're not gonna we're we're not gonna geek out. We're not gonna do anything. And we see him, and uh, you know, Stuart's like, "Hey, Vernon, these are my friends, John and Matt." And the first words out of my mouth were, "Holy shit, you're Bennett and Commando!" <laughs> about, about, about a billion decibels. I'm screaming and I'm geeking out, and he looks at he's looking around like, yeah, yeah. "Is he okay?" <laughs> I mean, but you know, he, he didn't—he didn't kick my ass like he should have. Um, but I mean, he—he he was great. Um, we were at a—I a, 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 think Long Beach Comic Con—and we met Thomas Jane. Oh my god, he's cool. Um, and then, uh, god. sorry,
0: I don't mean to interrupt, but did you see Dirty Laundry? Not but, yet, not yet. That, not. You know that 15 minute fan? Yeah. Oh, oh wait, no, no, yes, we yes, did. Yes. yes, that was amazing. Oh, my Yeah. God. I'm sorry, I don't mean to. No, do. no, Thomas no. Jane, Thomas but Thomas
1: Jane's great. Um, Lance Henriksen. Oh my is God. awesome. He's a great guy because uh, we we had a, a we have a friend. He was doing the makeup effects on a movie. Lance Henriksen is part of it, and we go. Th- he's like, hey, I know your guys are fans. Come on by the set. We stopped by and had a chatted with him until he had to go. F- you know, scene film his scene, and he was just, he just great. But if we had to say uh-huh. that there is the nicest man in Hollywood, uh-huh. got to be Henry Winkler. Okay. Like. He, he is such a nice guy. Like So, so we uh, filmed a movie, um, Larry Gay, Renegade Male Flight Attendant. And we're, it filmed out in Ontario, California. Okay. And we, we, we just hit outside the 50-mile limit, which for those of you who don't know, SAG has a thing that if you're filming further than 50 miles from home, they have to put you up for the night. They have to give you per diem. Okay. So we fell, I think, literally 100 yards outside that 50-mile limit. So they had to get us a hotel. And so we're like, woohoo, you know, we get a hotel. And anyway, so the next morning they pick us up to get to set and they're like, bring wardrobe options. So we're like, sure, no problem. And we had an armful of, you know, wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And this guy gets out of the van. He's like, here, let me help you with that. And he's calling all of our laundry into the trunk and we're like, that's Henry Winkler. Oh my God. Like, you know, he. he He's helping us with our wardrobe. You know, it's like, you know, he didn't, he didn't have to. It just came naturally to him. But, he, but, but, you know, and we're like, dude, uh, um, we're kind of geeking out here. Yeah. He's like, dude, we're all geeks. You know, it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah. You know, he was totally cool with it. But he is such a nice guy that uh, when we were having lunch one day, our, our brand of humor, Matt and I, were very self-deprecating. Oh. And so one of the jokes, he's like, you know, so, you know, uh, I, I forgot how it came up. But uh, I, I basically made a crack that Matt, you know, I was like, you know, Matt drives well. Mm-hmm. Where we speak one language, English, and we're pretty poor at math. Mm-hmm. We are shitty Asians, <laughs> you know. You, we're, you know, it's it's a, it's a joke, you know. <laughs> but but Henry Winkler is such a nice guy. He's like, no. Don't say that. You guys are great. You guys are great guys, you know. And it's like, dude, you you, you rock. You yeah. know, you're just you're awesome. Um, so, I mean, and you know, and that's not to take away from anybody else. We, oh, you because know, we've yeah. met tons oh, of great yeah. people. But um, yeah, he, I would have to chalk him up as like number one mm-hmm.
0: nicest guy we've ever met. <laughs> All right, then now I'm gonna do the flip side because since you guys are comic uh-huh. book writers. Um, best comic book creator you guys met? Writer, artist? Oh, uh, once again, that's a we tough
1: one. That's <laughs> a tough time. one. Um, I I would say, like, in terms of, like, you know, comic book people, um, you know, uh, Steve Stern, creator of in- Zen Intergalactic Ninjas, our friend. So, you know, we, we definitely have to give him a shout-out. He's a great guy. Uh, Ken Levin, you know. Mm-hmm. Not only our publisher, but you know, it's just just a really kind of you know really sharp, smart you know guy. He's got tons of great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like in terms of like you know comic book creators have like just been totally totally awesome. Um, we brought up Anna Senti. She's she's totally great. Mark Wade. Mark Wade's a okay. really really nice guy. Um, he is just you know really really cool. Um, Alan Davis. Alan Davis is really cool. He was like you know. We met him once in Phoenix, and then we uh, caught up with uh, once, in, uh, twice in San Diego. One year, we, we, we asked him a question, and we were like, "Hey, you know, so in clandestine, why does Newton, the character of Newton, look like Woody Allen?" And his answer was, "Because I didn't think anyone would notice." <laughs> but um, but then we met him again in Phoenix, where we you know we, we caught up with him, and then the same year, caught up with him in San Diego again. And he was like, "Are you guys always just happy?" And I was like, "Dude, we're talking to Alan Davis. Why? Why would we be frowning, dude?" And he was like, "It's just you're always smiling. Like because I'm talking to you, dude. (laughs) You know." Um, But but Steve Frissell's a great guy. Uh, The creator of Sam and Max. um, He he's a he's awesome. Um, And John Boy Myers really. I mean, he's like he's super cool. Um, Dan Mendoza, creator of Zombie Tramp. He's really cool, um, uh, you know. Our, our just yeah, I mean, we've been really, really. Fo- Bill Sikiewicz, he's a really, really nice guy. Um, like we noted before, Frank Miller for not having us murdered. You know, he's he, that that makes him awesome in my book. Uh, so so yeah, um, but been have been very fortunate have not run across any jerks or assholes.
0: Mm. Um, um, what's what's you guys? I'm gonna try to wrap this up now. Um what is your guys next comic book convention appearance? Uh, our
1: next comic book convention I believe is going to be Great American Comic-Con in Las Vegas in November.
0: Um Chandler Rice. Uh-huh. And I'm going to break this right now because I'm trying to keep this I was going to keep this quiet between my friend John Mayo and Drew that I'm going to interview Chandler in a couple weeks about to promote the, um, the oh, comic book cool, convention. Oh cool. I met him at the uh, Comic-Con Honolulu. Oh yeah, I know. I <laughs> met him at Comic-Con Honolulu, great guy. Yeah. His oh, cool. wife his wife Sharon is really great sorry guys I'm kind of like taking over the interview no, but uh, no, no. no but they're so cool because mm. um, I know they brought down John Romita Jr. he's a Carla man. yes he's a I, I, I did a I did a short interview with John uh-huh. uh, but I mean with Sharon Rice I mean um, Sharon I mean I just showed her my resume she just looked at me she looked at over she looked at me yeah no problem not a it, it was just yeah we can do this don't worry <laughs> oh, oh. And, and I have to give a sp-
1: Evan Dorkin and Sarah Dyer. Okay, they are awesome. Okay. They are—they are like—I mean, like—they—they—they—they're uh, they're, they're, they're just so cool. Okay, we we love them to death. Okay. So, um, rounding out our list,
0: Evan Dorkin Sarah Dyer. They—they okay. are amazing.
1: Okay.
0: All right. So the now, correct me if I'm. Great American Comic Con in Las Vegas. That's the next time you guys will. Next yes. convention. Yeah. Because when I interview Chandler, I'm going to be asking him about you guys. I'm going to okay. tell him I, I interview you guys. Okay. okay. And then what about after that? Anything else? Um, after that,
1: in 2020, we already have a couple of conventions lined up. Uh, we're going to be at Level Up in Las Vegas, back in Las Vegas in okay. uh, February. And then uh, we hit YumaCon every October. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt and I are definitely going to be in Phoenix in May in 2020, mm-hmm. Phoenix Fan Fusion. Um, and I think... Oh, Ontario! Uh, Comic Con Revolution, Ontario, uh, and I think that one, this in 2020 is going to be in May. It might be earlier than that. It might be, might be as early as March. Mm-hmm.
0: It's an M month. I, I get them confused. <laughs> <laughs> and then, where can people? Um, where can? Okay. Um, the other thing, your the, your comics. Um, now correct me if I'm wrong. They're in the previous catalog, correct?
1: That is correct. Okay. all yes. right.
0: So, you know, if um, for me and listeners that want to, like, pick up your comics, we can go through the previews catalog, right? Uh, Yes. Uh, You can pick up Lovetown, Serving Soups,
1: and Inspector O all through Diamond or through previews. Um, The only one that you cannot get through distribution right now is Declan and Chang because that was Mm -hmm. self-published. That is only sold at conventions that Matt and I attend. Okay. All right. And then where can people find you guys on social media? Uh, We are on Facebook and Instagram, uh, both it's just you and twins Mm -hmm. Um, and we are on Twitter but we avoided like the plague because we get into arguments like literally seconds after we log on so that's been lying fallow I think for about six or seven months maybe a year, maybe longer but we do that for our
0: good as well as (laughs) that of of humanity (laughs) (laughs) Um, John, any last words? To our listeners. Uh, To anyone out
1: there who is, you know, thinking of pursuing a career, like a creative career, like, you know, whether it's comics, acting, writing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever it is, do it. Mm -hmm. But but don't say, oh, I'm chasing my dream. It is hard work, Mm -hmm. but the hard work pays off. You know, that if you are sitting there saying, I want to write, I want to act, I want to draw, you know, whatever... It is hard work, but mm-hmm. if it is something that you love, it will be less work mm-hmm. than if, let's say, you were digging ditches. Mm-hmm. So anyone out there with creative aspirations, follow it. But you have to commit. You have to be serious. You have to do it.
0: Um, and it you will be rewarded. All right. I'm going to see if I can try to get Matt okay. for a second to give him some last words, too. So one moment, guys. <laughs> All right, Matt, because I've been talking to John a lot, I just wanted to... Um, actually, before I wrap up, I just want to ask you guys, how do you guys like Hawaii? It's the first time here, right? It is our first time in Hawaii. It
1: is a lovely place, and the landscape uh, is eclipsed by the kindness of the people. Everyone here that we have met has been so genuinely awesome that we cannot... It is actually hard to imagine going back to Los Angeles. <laughs> so, yes, we love Hawaii. It is great. Um, I will say um, we have never felt more welcome. We have never felt, like, more appreciated. Um, the people here are just
0: phenomenally great. Thank you very much. Now, I know um, Matt had mentioned the next comic book commit. Conv- eventually guys are going to be at the Great American Comic Book Convention in Las Vegas, right? So you guys know Chandler and Sharon Rice? Um, I, I do not know them personally. Okay. Uh, our publisher, uh, Ken
1: Levin, does. Um, he, <laughs> it's it's funny. He knows everybody. <laughs> um, he's, he's really great that way. Um, and so... Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's he's the man with plans.
0: <laughs> Any last words to our listeners? Because I'm just kind of wrapping this up right now.
1: Okay. Um, I would say first off, big shout out to uh, Daniel and Kimway for inviting us out here. Um, Geekcraft has been amazing. Easily the best convention we have ever been to. And then a huge shout out to all the people of Hawaii who have made us feel so welcome in their homes, and who just welcomed us into uh, their you know little fan community without so much as you know batting an eye. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they made it. They they made us feel like we were doing them a favor. It's like how how does that work? No, you guys are, you guys are doing us the favor. Uh-huh. And you, you but really thank you to everybody we have met here at geekcraft and
0: yeah we we will be back as often as you guys can stand us (laughs) that's great because i'm going to be buying some stuff and when you guys got when you get a new series of the declan and chang series when that comes out i'm going to buy a bunch get you guys sign it (laughs) i'll flip it on ebay no i'm teasing i'm no no (laughs) no
1: we'd like for people to make money off of us you know (laughs)
0: So, like I said, I'm just going to be wrapping this up. Matt, thank you very much. And I'm going to say, I know John's helping someone right now, but just I just want to say thank you guys for your time. No, thank you. I mean, yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Until next time, guys, aloha. That was my interview with Matt and John Ewan, the Ewan Twins. Now, if you see them at a convention, please stop by their table and just talk story with them. They're awesome guys to talk to they really are and if you guys get a chance please check out their comic book series um, from first comics you know serving soups i've already read the first issue you know i love it because that's my kind of humor that's my kind of comedy um inspector O. I i forgot to pick up you know a copy of from them at the expo i'll ask dragon's Lair's to order me a copy of that series and also love town i've read the first issue of that you know i think it's great it's very different from what i'm reading in the um you know which is like the superhero types so you know again you know if you guys get a chance check out their series serving soups inspector o and love town now love town i believe is going to be Collected in a trade and coming out sometime in 2020. If you guys just want to wait for the trade on that as well, um, also too, please note that you know um, the single issues for their series is 4.99. So check out the DCBS website or through Kawabunga Comics um, to see if they offer discount. Like I said, I'm going to be. Continue to pick up Serving Soups and Lovetown, you know, so I'm going to go through um, Dragon's Lair, and um, they offer a 15% discount on all their comic books. So I'm going to check out, you know, um, those series, and also Inspector O as well, too. Now, in this part of the podcast, you know, I'm going to give out a lot of thank yous, so please bear with me. You know, first off, I just want to thank God. I just want to thank God that I met um, John and Matt Ewan you know they're really awesome to talk to and i also want to thank you know john and matt you know john and matt you and thank you very much for your guys time you guys were awesome to talk to you guys really were so thank you very much for your time i also want to um give a big thank you from my wife dawn um for letting me go to the uh, comic geek expo so dawn thank you very much um, i also want to give a big mahalo or a big thank you to um John and Drew you know for putting these episodes together you know they do all the hard work you know putting these episodes together so thank you very much John and Drew now if you are a new listener to the comics for fun and profit podcast um Kyle and Drew you know um they they are brothers that do um comic book speculations on new releases new episodes drop every saturday so please check out you know um, their podcast series, Comics for Fun and Profit. Um, also, please check out, um, if you are a new listener um, to um, John Mayo's, um comic book page podcast, please check out his weekly comic book um, Spotlight. It drops every Monday. Him and his co-host James, they review three comics, one from DC, one from Marvel, and at least one other. So if you guys get a chance you know, check out their reviews, and it's spoiler-free review, um, episode. So, you know, that's also another awesome podcast to listen to as well. And lastly, I just want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. You know, um, yeah, like I said, just thank you very much for your time. Until next time, guys. Aloha.